Lights, camera, Asia. A look at Asian culture and history through the lens of cinema. Hello and welcome back to Lights, Camera, Asia. I'm Jake Chan. Last week, we introduced a film called Goodbye Dragon Inn. The film tells the story of the film tells the story of the last screening of a movie at Fuhe Theater, an old decrepit cinema located in New Taipei City. The movie that is played on the big screen in the film is called Dragon Inn. A landmark martial arts movie that was made in 1967. So, a significant movie is being played on the last day of a local cinema, and what is the story from here? Well, today we'll be diving into the story of Goodbye Dragon Inn. The film opens with the opening of the old movie Dragon Inn playing on the big screen, and immediately. The audience could see a change in period within the first few minutes. In the opening scene, where the movie is playing in its full glory on screen, we can see that the cinema is absolutely packed with moviegoers. But just a few seconds later, as the film still is playing, we are once again presented with a view, a peek inside the theater door, where the theater looks almost empty. With only a handful of moviegoers spread far apart from each other, it is also here that the audience sees the first protagonist of the movie, a female box office clerk who has a limp. After seeing the movie screening, we see the woman walk across different parts of the cinema to take care of various tasks. These include waiting for incoming viewers at the box office. In cleaning different parts of the theater, she walks very slowly due to her physical disability, and I believe the director has intentionally picked such a character for a number of reasons. In terms of the film's aesthetics, director Cai Mingliang is known for using extremely long takes. His scenes very often run on for a few dozen seconds, sometimes even minutes, without cutting away to another scene. In this movie, the female box office clerk's mobility is hindered by her limb, and she has to walk to various parts of the cinema to perform different aforementioned duties. This gives Tai a great opportunity to extend the running time of a scene. Each and every time she appears on the screen. We, the viewers, have to be patient and wait for her to walk across each scene. We'll get into the long takes later, but for now, it suffices to say that this allows the director to focus our view on the physical setting, which is the old decrepit movie theater that's running on its last leg. Now let's get back into the film. While the female box office clerk slowly drags herself, and as she hobbles across the theater's lobby, the camera lingers on the scene for quite a few seconds. And as we soak in the details, we can see that the theater really is on its last legs. The lights are very dim, and one of them actually flickers on and off. The film posters are placed behind smudged glass. 
and the posters themselves are faded, so we can barely tell what film is being advertised. The floor is worn out too, and since the movie takes place in the rain, we can see that water has leaked into the theater and formed a few puddles on the ground. Everything looks untidy and old and gray and decrepit, so much so that we can almost smell the dust and the cobwebs through the screen. It is at this moment that our second protagonist comes into the scene. As the camera stays fixed in a typical timing lamp fashion, a young man tiptoes his way around the puddles on the ground and enters the movie theater. The movie that's being played in this film had already started when he enters, so he quietly makes his way into the theater. As he sits down, the young man clearly hears the sound of people behind him eating their food. He turns back and spots a few fellow moviegoers sitting a few rows behind him, and the sound of food crackling echoes in the quiet theater. After a while. The young man finally doesn't want to tolerate it any longer, and he gets up to sit at a more distant position. At that point, to his right, sits an older man in a jacket whose eyes are glued to the screen. The young man looks at him for a few seconds, and then moves over to a closer seat. He then proceeds to lean over to get really close to the old man's face. However, the older man in the jacket doesn't really respond to him. In fact, he doesn't budge one bit during this one-sided courtship. The young man eventually gives up and he walks away from the theater. The following scene is set in the man's bathroom. A group of men are already standing in front of the urinals, and the young man walks in to join them. As I said earlier, the director uses very long takes. And in this scene, the camera stays fixed for more than a minute, and we get to see every little nuance, shifts, and motions in this scene. First, the young man joins two other men to stand in line in front of urinals. Then nothing really happens for quite a few seconds, until suddenly, a bathroom stall behind them opens and a man walks out. And that's not all. Quite a few seconds later, a hand extends from inside the stall to close the door, revealing a second person inside. This is a major revealing in the film, and it explains a lot of the questions and confusions that we have been having about this young man so far. Why does he try to get so close to the older gentleman earlier, to a point where he's almost invading his personal space? Why do these men all stand in front of the urinals for so much longer than necessary, without really doing anything? The answer gets pretty clear once we found out that there were two men in the same bathroom stall. The bathroom and the cinema is a spot for gay men to meet each other. In the real world, it's actually not uncommon for people of the LGBTQ community, at least here in Taiwan. To try to meet partners at movie theaters. The film Goodbye Dragon Day Inn was shot in 2003, at a time when gay marriage wasn't legalized and the LGBTQ culture in general wasn't as accepted as it is now. Therefore, such activities would often take place at locations that are somewhat obscure, 
and away from the more popular social hotspots. So that makes the location of this movie, the old and almost forgotten Fuhe Theater, a almost perfect spot for these people to meet up. So the film reveals that a young man is a homosexual looking for potential partners in an old movie theater. And after repeated attempts, both inside the theater and at the man's bathroom, he hasn't had any success. The first man, the older gentleman in the jacket that he approached, did not reciprocate his interest, and the men in the bathroom have largely ignored his intention as well. Now the camera cuts back to our first protagonist, the female box office clerk. We said earlier that she has to take care of a few Monday tasks at the beginning of the film. And when the camera turns to her again, we can see that she is now sitting inside small box office booths and is eating a bun. But after just one bite, the woman pauses for quite a long moment, as if she's pondering something. And then she cuts off bits of the bun so it looks fresh and untouched. She then wraps the bun up in a plastic bag and walks out of her office. In the following sequences, we see the woman walk around the movie theater with that bag. She hobbles across hallways and laboriously walks up the staircase. Then, after a few twists and turns, we finally get to see the destination that she tries so hard to reach, the projection room. When she enters, it is revealed that while the film projector is working properly and is projecting the film onto the big screen, the room is empty and the projectionist is nowhere to be found. The woman looks for a second and she leaves the bun on the desk and she walks away. At this point, we're finally beginning to see the parallels of these two protagonists because on a superficial level, they really have nothing in common. One of them is a young gay man and another is a woman with physical disability. And for the entirety of the film, their paths don't cross neither, so we really don't see any interaction between the two. But at this point, we are finally seeing the similarities between both of them. We begin to realize that both are looking for one thing in common, which is a connection and a romantic interest in others. The young man is in this movie theater looking for potential partners, and a female clerk is trying to express her courtship to the projectionist by giving him the bun that she's eating. Unfortunately, the misfortune of the both characters are quite similar as well. The young man has been rejected and ignored by the people to whom he tries to show interest. And the woman, on the other hand, despite overcoming the hindrance of her physical capability, she couldn't even meet the person of interest, and she has to leave the bond on his desk. So what's going to happen to the both of them? Are they going to find someone to reciprocate their interest? Or are they both going to be ignored and forgotten just like this large old movie theater that they inhabit? Please stay tuned, and we're going to find out in next week's episode. So thank you for listening to this week's Lights, Camera, Asia. I'm Jake Chen, and I look forward to talking to you next week.
What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm. What do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit English.RTI.org.